The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, you brought it up on two Mondays or Tuesdays. On the weeks you were winning, you brought it up. We got receipts. You know what you do? Yeah, what? what? Do with those receipts. Yeah. Fold them up and fold them again and fold them one more time and shove them straight up your Why would they bleep ass? God, we say way worse during the joint collaboration of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM, the Joint Picks podcast. We do it every Thursday during football season, except that one week in November it's the week when you put 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag when we have to do everything between Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because the Thanksgiving games shut everything down. I'm already dreading that week where we have to pick all the games on Wednesday. It's hard enough to pick them on Thursday. That should be our excuse. That's why we suck. We have to lock in our picks days before the games. Oh, well. I, you suck. I, I don't uh, suck. I don't suck. I'm going to win all three columns. I'm good straight up. I'm coming, I'm coming for you. No, you're going to lose no, everything. You're not. No, you're I'm not. pissed no, you're off. Not. Yeah, you're going no, you're down. Not. Fucking tie. I'm ahead in two of the columns. Tie best bets. Get out of here. I, I picked the Texans as the upset. They were getting two. They lost by two. It's a push. It's a tie. You get your money back. That's how it works. Sorry, Charlie. By the way, you're lucky the Raiders bailed you out with that heinous, palpably unfair act by Marcus Peters that kept Christian Watson from scoring. Otherwise, I would have been up three more on you instead of one more on you. I do have a two-game lead straight up. You're kicking my ass against the spread. I don't care about the spread. I care about straight up, especially because that's where I'm clinging to a slim two-game lead through five weeks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of losing two out of three columns. I'm legitimately motivated and pissed off. Like, I'm not even joking around. So, fuck you. Let's get it started, all right? <laughs> uh, by the way, and I'm sure the sponsor will appreciate that language leading into our read. Every week this season, you can play along with us. DraftKings has set up the free 1K Florio and Sims pick em pool. Pick every game against the spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool each and every week. Download the DraftKings app, click on Pools tab, and enter the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool to make your picks or visit DraftKings.com slash pools. Oh, and by the way, I'm come not on, Come on. Just like you. Come on, Just Antonio like Brown of the podcast. <laughs> Keep it going here. Stay focused. It's, it's like not you. Tuesday, Kirk Just Cousins. Like Keep us. up here. <laughs> Just like us. You must enter all of your picks before kickoff of the Thursday night game. We had a season high 36,000 entries last it's week. Amazing. And my guess is 35,999 of them did better than we did. So congratulations. Splitting that pool. What do you get? 
a tenth of a cent. <laughs> but it's whoever does best. Like they all tie. Whoever does the best, they split the pool that way. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I defer to the official rules. All I do is the reads when I remember to actually do the fucking read. All right, let's get to it. I was going to say something else, and I can't remember what it is. Well, it you're kind of old, so it slips your mind every now and then. But, you know, you'll think of it sometime, you know. You know, whenever you're ready. Maybe when you wake up from your old man Let's nap later today, you'll remember. <laughs> hey, first of all, kiss my ass. Second of all, I sleep five hours at night and one hour in the afternoon. That's how I get my six hours of sleep. I bet you sleep eight hours straight every night until your roosters start crowing. You sleep. No, I don't. I don't. In fact, I get like maybe four if I'm lucky on Sunday night. I get maybe five on Monday night. Okay, last Tuesday night, I get a little sleep for sure. Last night, I probably got like six and a half, seven. What the hell are you doing? You're old. Go to bed earlier. Why are you getting five hours of sleep? You work at your house. Go to bed. First of all, you just told me the other day you took a nap on Monday. After I did, I did take a nap had on to Monday. stay up late. I did. Yeah, and you took a nap on Tuesday. Yeah, you well, I have to take do, a nap on Tuesday. I do an intense podcast on Monday night. I don't walk out of the building to 12. You go in there and, like, just rub shoulders with all the big wigs and, like, you, right. you, you, you talk every, you know, once every minute or so. Jeez, I mean, come on. Damn. Gosh. Screw you. Let's There's go. Your ass is mine this week. Let's fucking Broncos go. Bring it the on. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs are 11 point favorites over under of 47 various injuries. The big one is Travis Kelsey questionable with an ankle. We'll find out later today whether or not he's going to play regardless. Does it change the outcome for you? Maybe it does against the spread. We're both going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. I'm certain. Chris, give me your final score. Yeah, I I am going to pick the Chiefs. Yes. I, I don't know. Again, Thursday night always scares me a little. The way that Broncos game unfolded. Uh, the other day, I guess I feel like there might be a little bit of, you know, a, a bad taste in their mouth, and they've got to have a, a bad taste in their mouth altogether, right? Uh, you heard me say, like, today on PFT, the Chiefs do play aggressive and get in your face, and I think Sean Payton can have some some things for them on that side of the ball as far as making some plays in the pass game. Plus, they know they're going to have to push the envelope anyways, because they know their defense ain't that great. And you are playing the Chiefs, who we know, even though offense is not you know, what we're used to, they're still a very good offense. It's just more of a hard work, longer, sustained drives, that type of thing there. I'm going to go a little bit, though, weird game, Thursday night, Chiefs think they're better, and they take their foot off the gas pedal, and the game's a little bit closer than we all expect. I'm going 27-23, Chiefs. While that is a close game, I know that is within the spread. That's even closer than the game on Sunday at Minnesota. I still think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and they're going to win it easily, 34-20. They're just too much for the Broncos. And as much as the Broncos want to try to will their way to some new history, Russell Wilson said that earlier this week, he wants to write a new history against the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, and they're at home, and they understand that they need to win games and win games and win games if they want to be at home in the postseason. Right now, they're in good shape. They just need to keep winning, and they can't afford to lose to a team that they have owned every year since 2016 and definitely every year since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback. So Chiefs win, and with or without Travis Kelsey, I think they cover 
34 to 20. I don't feel strongly enough about it to make it a best bet, but I do think they will win and cover. Sunday morning, third straight week, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. You sound like you're from London, the Baltimore Ravens. Versus against the Tennessee versus against what the fuck <laughs> versus the Tennessee Titans. Wouldn't that be funny if I flubbed on football night in America and responded by saying, what the fuck? That would be something that would go viral. I, it it doesn't might be go the last time here. we see you on Sunday. Night it football. would go viral there. <laughs> I think you can get away with one. Lee Corso got away with one. I don't he know. He got away with a deliberate fuck it. Man, our, our network, our company. Football night in America? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That would be – that's the baby of babies right there. I mean, the, the whole company can't think of anything but Sunday night football and well, the Olympics. And so well, I think you'd be in deep, well, deep shit. I do. <laughs> well, my, my defense would be it's a product of the COVID that a coworker gave me right. and the kidney stone – that was created by the COVID that the COVID. Damn, you shouldn't sit next to Jason Garrett this time around. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sit next to Uh, him. Ravens at the Titans. Ravens are four and a half point favorites. Titans, we don't know which team is going to show up. It's ping pong every week for the Tennessee Titans. What do you like? Who do you like this Sunday in London? Well, I do think this is a Titan-ish type of football game, right? Whether they can win the game or not, we'll see, but... This is not a game where you look at and go, wow, well, they got to play, you know, a, a high-powered offense here, or at least one that's not high-powered to this point. It feels like a game that's going to be in that 20-17, 21-17 type of range, which is, you know, very comfortable for the Tennessee Titans. It's also pretty comfortable for the Ravens unless they're playing the Steelers. I mean, that's, that's their kind of game as well. I, I, I think the Ravens are the better football team. The Ravens' defense is very good. I have a hard time thinking that the Titans are going to be able to move the ball on a regular basis on this Titans, I mean, Ravens' defense, right? And I do think the Ravens' offense is close. It's close, like we saw last week. I mean, yes, they can run the ball, all right? And, and you know, Lamar Jackson, quite honestly, I don't know, Mike, what do you think? It should have been an extra 150 yards at least just through drops, let alone one or two throws that he missed. So uh, I like the Ravens in this one. I think it's a good one. It scares me because of that. It is a Titans type of football game, but I'm going to go Ravens 21-17. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing you are. I'm going to hedge here. Ravens 24-21, giving the Titans the cover just in the event that the good Titans happen to make the trip to London. Another interesting angle here, Ravens going early, Titans going late. Body acclimation was an issue for the Jaguars last week in their upset win over the Bills. Travis Etienne told me that after the 25-20 victory. So I like the Ravens to get their act together. They got the warning. They got the wake-up call last week. The Titans had a chance to beat the Colts, but there's just something there that that is off. And I don't rule out them winning. I think they'll cover, but they're just too unpredictable to rely upon really any week this year. All right, the 1 o'clock Eastern games on Sunday. We begin with the Washington Commanders taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons ended up beating the Texans at home last week. Commanders embarrassed on Thursday Night Football by the Bears, 40-20. to 20. The Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites, over under a 42-and-a-half. Chris, who do you like in this one? Yeah, it's, it's a good matchup, right? It's a big football game. It is. I think it's you know definitely a big game for Washington, who's another team that – you know, kind of like you just talked about with the Tennessee Titans, it's a little bit all over the place, right? I mean, you could look at the the schedule and go, uh, 
You know, they could they could easily be one and four. You know, they pulled off you know somewhat of a miracle or a lucky win of the Denver Broncos. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in what the Washington defense has looked like this year. You know, it it it's it's dust up Del Rio time again. They they need to go back to full insurrection. They're better when they try to insurrect. All right, all right, <laughs> but, all right. That's right. But no joke though. Like they're way too talented to be letting up all the big plays. They are. It, it it's 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 crazy. You know, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, they're both defensive coaches. You know, like we've talked about, they got five first-rounders in the front seven. They got a pretty good secondary. They should not be the 25th-ranked defense in football. And what I worry about is they can't stop the run, and they're playing a team that can really run the football. And and I do think Desmond Ritter and the Falcons finally kind of unleashed him a little last week. They took the training wheels off. They were more aggressive. He got the throw from a position of power more. They stopped over-managing him to where it actually makes it harder, right? And the other thing, too, is the Falcons, as you've heard me say every week, is really good, and they can stop the pass. And I, Washington's more of a pass football team. I'm going to go Falcons 24-20. You know, I've gone back and forth on this. When I started with my gut feeling Washington, and then I thought about it, I went to the Falcons. I didn't have faith in them last week against the Texans. I was wrong. I'm still going back to my first instinct, and my first instinct was Washington, 23-20. No real reason for it. Greater sense of urgency in Washington right now. Bad outcome on that Thursday night. Got called out by Magic Johnson for not having energy. They had a few extra days to get ready for this one. Eric Bieniemy fine-tuning the offense. Ron Rivera maybe getting more involved on the defensive side. Who knows? But I think they'll, they'll find a way on Sunday, even though this one is pretty close. And the Falcons may be the better team right now, but I think Washington pulls it off. All right, Vikings and Bears, both teams one and four. Vikings favored by two and a half points, over under 44 and a half. The loser is done. The winner is probably done. It just delays the execution. Who ends up winning this one? Well, go ahead, Mr. Vikings. Let me hear what you got to hear. Who you got in this one? I don't know about this one. And I feel like the Bears probably will win I feel like the Bears probably should win now that they found their groove the Vikings kind of have the wheels coming off and you know they're going to be one and six if they lose on Sunday because the 49ers are coming to town for a Monday night game at what point do they kind of break and throw in the towel is it a pride game it's a lot to process it's a lot going on I think the Vikings are the better team though I think I'm not sure right now because We thought the Bears were horrible not that long ago, and they end up surprising the Commanders after building a big lead against the Broncos. I am going to go with the Vikings, though. The Vikings really need this one. They kind of will their way to a win to stave off what's coming. 49ers will beat them, and then the Vikings try to find the gas pedal after that and try to pull their way back into the mix. They need this one desperately. 30-20, to I think Jordan Addison, who was limited in practice on Wednesday, could go off in that offense now that Justin Jefferson is injured. Alexander Madison's been running better. Cam Akers is a guy they need to use a little bit more. I think that, that the Vikings, again, not that this is going to save the season for them, but I think that they pull it together for one day, for one day, because there's going to be some days coming up where they're not going to pull it together. This is one of the rare opportunities for this team to pull off a victory. Are you making this up on the fly today? Like, are you just call, call, calling no. numbers? 
Like uh, you, yeah, you talked no. right there. Like you didn't know who you were gonna pick, and then you just talked yourself. And you're like, I had I it. I have pick. it. I have it. Yeah, you do. As you're ready, I have you're it. Ready I have, down I right have now? it. Thirty yeah. twenty. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now I'm checking. I'm checking the weather for Sunday, though. Maybe yeah. I want to. Maybe I want to factor the weather in. Yeah. Too. I may want to reduce the Checkers. score. Go ahead and do your pick. I might change my score. Yeah. I said I might change my score. Oh, asshole. Okay. All right. So go ahead. All right. Damn. I don't think you had a score until you started talking there. I don't think you no. did. Thirty. Here we go. I have it. I can send you the fucking email. Go on, see I have it. it. Show me right now. Pick. Let me see him. Send him. I don't believe it. I think you're Make hedging like a mother effer over here. That's what I think. Yes. Send the can damn email. In, in fact, let's stop the show and send the email first. Can you first. zoom in on that? Okay, there 30, we go. 20, Boom. I like That's what that? I needed. Can you zoom in on that? <laughs> yeah, I got it. All right, go All right good. Good, good. I threw the challenge flag. I wanted to know. Um, I hear you. I, I have a lot of the same sentiments you do, right? I really do. Um, I, the Bears are they're they're dangerous if they're clicking the way they've been clicking the last two weeks on the offensive side of the ball. But like we've said a lot of weeks, like the Vikings defense is significantly better le- than last year, right? They don't give up a lot of big plays. I don't imagine DJ Moore getting behind this group and going, you know, for seventy yard bombs like we saw last week. And I think. You know, I think that Brian Flores will have a plan to contain Fields and his scrambling to a degree, which hasn't been a huge thing when you play Fields and the Bears right now. And then I, I kind of have the same thought as you. The Bears' defense has been better, but it's still not very good across the board. And I think that we'll see a little bit of a Puka Nakua type of transition here that the Rams had for Jordan Addison, like you were saying, where they're going to feature him, and I still think there's enough offense there. It's one of the best offenses in football. I think it's close. I'm going to go closer than you. I'm going to go Vikings 28-27. But what is the uh, the weather report there, Al Roker? Uh, they're calling for rain, but like a quarter of an inch throughout the course of the day. So it's not like it's going to be horrible okay. weather All right. in Chicago on, on Sunday. All right, Seahawks at the Bengals. Bengals hosting... Uh, Seattle, Seattle coming off Oof. of the bye. Bengals three-point favorites in this one against a Seahawks team that is one of the better in the NFC. Over under a 45. Do you like the Bengals to win straight up? Do you like the Bengals to cover, Chris? Yeah, this is like th- this is definitely one of my favorite games of Sunday uh, that I'm looking forward to. I think you're probably in the same boat with me. I mean, there's there's a lot of cool storylines. There's a lot of star power on the field here, right? You know, the one thing I want to check as we sit here too, and I just because because I got it locked in here, but I just want to go, where are we at with the tackles uh, as far as the Seattle Seahawks? That's one thing I'm a little worried about. And I see we have limited participation for Charles Cross, right? So maybe there's a chance he plays this week. But here's my big thing. The Bengals' defense has been underwhelming. I've been disappointed with how they've played this year, and partly that's been because of the offense has hurt them too. But, man, a lot of big plays, like you've heard me say, and a lot of big plays, you know, in the run game too. And this is an offense that can run the ball and make big plays with Kenneth Walker. And if you get too overzealous trying to stop that or worry about that, we know they can make big plays in the pass game on the outside too. Uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a high-scoring affair here. Uh, Seattle defense, like you said, it's getting better. It's kind of that trend we've seen the last few years that it just gets better as the season goes along. And it, not that it was horrible this year, but they got some talented guys. They're versatile up front. They got the corners in the back end that I think can match up with Cincinnati when they need to to play some man-to-man. 
right? And watching back the Bengals film from last week against Arizona, hey, it was good. Definitely better than what we've seen, right? But I'm still, I guess there's a part of me that's still not sold that they're back to the Bengals we thought they are. I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going Seahawks 34-31. I think we have a fun shootout high-scoring game in this one. I have the Seahawks winning this one as well. I'm surprised that they are underdogs. I think that they are the better team. They were great on that Monday night against the New York Giants. The defense suffocating and the defense possibly in position to make Joe Burrow's life miserable on Sunday, especially with Devin Witherspoon and all the things he can do, the versatility he has, the ball instincts he has. He's getting better and better all the time. The bye came at a very good time for the Seattle Seahawks. They had some guys banged up, so I think they're going to be good to go. And this is a great stat. This is my favorite stat of the week. The Seahawks are 16-4 and in the Eastern time zone since 2018. Wow. They know how to do it right. They're coming on Friday to Ohio. They're not going to wait until Saturday. They get their bodies acclimated. They get ready for those 10 a.m. body clock games, and they do well. You give Pete Carroll the extra time. The Seahawks know they need to keep winning to keep pace with the San Francisco 49ers, who are also playing in Ohio at the same time. I like the Seahawks 27-21 over the Bengals. Again, I'm surprised the Bengals are favored, and it could end up being a best bet, which probably means it'll it end up being. I I, I, that, I didn't think you were going to go Seahawks with me there. I thought you would go Bengals here. I thought that'd be one we'd be would differ on. I wouldn't it's, have bet on that. It. I showed it earlier. It was the score underneath the Vikings thirty to twenty that you called me a liar about. All right, 49ers <laughs> at the Browns, as mentioned, another West Coast team playing in Ohio at the same time as the Seahawks. 49ers are favored by seven. It's the lowest over under of the week at thirty seven point five, and according to DraftKings. 94% of the spread money is on the 49ers. We don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We spent a lot of time talking about his shoulder, his failure to play against the Ravens, and whether he'll play against the 49ers. Will it even matter? The 49ers are a juggernaut right now. I think the only question is, will the 49ers score 30 points and continue that streak of 30 or more points per game? This may be the best defense they'll see all year. Yeah, no, this this is, you know, if you made me pick the two best defenses in the game right now, it would be the Browns and the 49ers from what we've seen. So I understand the low-scoring affair. And then you add on top of that that they're expecting, it sounds like a monsoon there in Cleveland on Sunday, which, you know, I don't know. I, I think, honestly – probably hurts the 49ers. The 49ers are the team that you know we we know both defenses are good. The 49ers are the team where the offense has a lot of explosive players and I think that slows them down to a degree and and maybe evens the playing field a little bit more where the Browns it is still rooted in run game and especially if Deshaun Watson doesn't play it's going to be rooted in run game. So that scares me, but I think this will be a low scoring affair. Right, but I I just think the 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 49ers are a better team in totality here. There's just more offense. There's more answers for them on that side of the ball. And the Deshaun Watson, you know, the inconsistencies of the Brown offense, and then whether or not he plays, and the fact that he hasn't played, you know, and hasn't practiced at all here in a few weeks, even if he does, does not make me feel like oh he's going to come out and just rip apart the 49ers defense. I'm going to go 21-13 49ers. I've got 24-14 49ers. And as to your prediction there's going to be a monsoon, let me go ahead and play part-time weatherman again as aided by the app on my phone. 
High of 55, low of 50 in Cleveland on Sunday. Winds are in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 miles per hour with gusts up to 29. No rain in the forecast after midnight or thereabouts. So monsoon, maybe not. Wind, yes. 49ers victory, I believe, 24-14. They are just unstoppable right now. They can only beat themselves. And the big factor for them is these guys that roll out of bed and run through a wall, will somebody get hurt? Will multiple players get hurt? Will they have next man up that can come in and get it done? It's inevitable the way they play. Somebody is going to get hurt at some point. What can they do when it happens? But for now, I think they do more than enough to beat the Browns. 24-14 is my score. So we both have them covering. You have them by one point. I've got them covering by three points beyond that seven-point spread. All right, Saints at the Texans. New Orleans Saints last week went in New England, won 34 to nothing. Texans lost in Atlanta. Their defense let them down after they took a late lead. C.J. Stroud has looked awesome. The Saints are favored by one in Houston with an over-under of 42. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, this is an interesting football game. I, you know, I, I got respect for both teams and what they're doing here, right? You know, Houston, how could you not like what we've seen so far from that football team? You know, the young talent on the defensive side certainly seems to be pretty damn good. It fits their scheme, right? Uh, I, I look at that and go, yeah, it's not going to be an easy day for Derek Carr and company against that group in Houston. Uh, they're fast. Their front seven flies around, right? They're kind of conservative with their coverages in the back end, and that's where they can make, you know, life a little hard on you here, right? Uh, I think my biggest concern is really more – and as much as you know I love C.J. Stroud, it's just the, the New Orleans defense is, is pretty damn legit, and they smother some people. And I don't imagine, like, the Texans being able to rely on the run game to control things in this one. Uh, I, I'm going to go a little bit in an even game where I look at it and just go a little bit with the culture of the Saints, and they got a few more veteran players and know how to play in this type of football game. I think offensively they might have turned the corner a little last week. Uh, and, and I do respect Derek Carr kind of battling through this shoulder injury. I'm going to take them 24-17 to 17 to get the win on the road. I got 24-22 and two things. We now have five games of film of C.J. Stroud that Dennis Allen, the head coach and the de facto defensive coordinator, can break down. And also you can – kind of jab at the defensive players about how great C.J. Stroud is and everybody's saying how great he is and he's so great and he's so great and maybe you get the guys a little extra motivation to be the ones to finally maybe intercept one of his passes he's set the record for number of passes thrown to start a career without an interception and find a way to win and it could be the same thing as what we saw on Sunday Maybe the Texans take a late lead and their defense just can't stop Derek Carr and company from driving down the field to kick the field goal that ultimately wins the game or score the touchdown that pulls out the victory. So we're on the same page with that one as well. Saints 24-22 is my pick. Next up in that 1 o'clock window, Gardner Minshew going back to Jacksonville as the quarterback of the Colts for the next one to two months, depending upon how long Anthony Richardson misses with that AC joint sprain in his shoulder. The Jaguars coming off of two straight wins in London. They're 0-2 in Jacksonville. And here's another home game for them in their real home. They're favored by four with an over-under of 44 or 45.5. Excuse me, Chris. 
Do you like the Jaguars to extend their winning streak to three? I do like it, yeah. I, I think, uh, and I know you heard me say this, even when the Jags, I believe, you know, lost a two in a row, they were close. There was a lot of self-inflicted mistakes. It wasn't like I was watching the film going, damn, they're physically getting beat up. Damn, they're slow or all this, right? You know, hey, they were toe-to-toe with the Chiefs like we saw. They really messed up the game. I'm not saying they would have won for sure against the Texans, but they made some big mistakes. But there was things to look at positively. And, of course, then we saw in two games in London them kind of build on that. And we saw last week their best performance of the year against the Buffalo Bills. That's where the Jaguars are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. And, you know, we've said it. They're young. They're still kind of learning their way here. But I think the offense has turned the corner. They can run the ball or beat you with the pass, right? That's the one thing I look at. And they need to capitalize a little, too. Last week's game shouldn't even have been close. I mean, Trevor Lawrence got strip-sacked right on the fringe of the red zone twice, or maybe one of them was in the red zone. They really dominated. There was a lot of late yards by Buffalo when the game was kind of over that even led to their statisticals looking better that way. The Jags' D-line is phenomenal. The D, the secondary is really good. And like I said, it's a Colts defense that's not been as good as I was expecting. That's what I'll say. And I think it's too much of them to ask to stop this offense that truly is balanced and can beat you either way. I'm going to go Jaguars 30-20, to Mike. I believe in the Colts. I had doubted them. They have beaten the Ravens in Baltimore yeah. with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. When Minshew came in against the Texans after Anthony Richardson suffered a concussion, Minshew led them to victory last week. Richardson leaves with the shoulder injury. Minshew leads him to victory. Extra juice, extra momentum, extra incentive for him going back to Jacksonville, the place that that really did give up on him. Now they earned the first overall pick in the draft. They took the no-brainer in Trevor Lawrence, but they gave him away for a sixth-round pick. I think that gives him a little extra edge, and they love him. They respond to him. Jonathan Taylor is going to get more opportunities this week now that he's more ensconced in the offense. I, I just this is, this is kind of positive. There we go, baby. First one of the day. The Steelers are off this week. The Steelers are off this week, so I need a pasta and meatballs pick. Colts twenty-seven, Jaguars twenty-four. That's my pick. Final answer. Sorry, sorry, Jacksonville fans, but I feel like Gardner's going to come back to town and take a take a win with him. Uh, back oh, to Jackson Deville is going to whoop maybe. your ass. He's going to put some kitty litter all over your crap this weekend. I like it. <laughs> Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by 13 and a half. DraftKings has 90% of the spread money on Miami. The Panthers have yet to win a game. The Dolphins firing all, on all cylinders, even though they don't have uh, Devon Achan for the next four weeks or longer because he's on injury reserve with a knee injury nobody even knew about. Do you think the Dolphins win? Do you think the Dolphins cover, Chris? Uh, I mean, yes in the win department. Uh, the Dolphins are – I mean, this is historical we're, we're watching. I mean, they're, they're going to break – as we look at it right now, you just go, they're, they're going to break like every record that's important in a single season in the history of football. I mean, right now we're going Tyree Kill on pace for more than 2,000 yards. Tua, ta- Tua on pace to break the all-time single-season passing record. Offense itself on pace to bring all total yards, right? They're going to lead the league in rushing, passing. The individuals are going to lead it. I mean, they're incredible. 
There's no fucking way the Panthers can stay with them. Like, none. The Panthers' offense sucks, right? They got nothing there, and there's nothing that makes me think they're going to keep pace with this group right here. I'm going Miami 38-20 to 20 at home, and you know, I think it's easy. It's, it's like 38-20, to 20 and they pull their foot off the gas pedal somewhere in the fourth quarter. 41-13, the Dolphins are unstoppable. The Panthers just can't find any answers. This is at a time when the talent gap supposedly is not supposed to be great between the best and the worst teams in the NFL. It is, and the Dolphins are clearly better at every position than the Carolina Panthers, and Miami continuing its winning ways, 41-13. to Let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, the late afternoon games for the sixth Sunday of the 2023 regular season, including Josh McDaniels taking on his embattled mentor, Bill Belichick, as the Patriots and the Raiders get together in Las Vegas. That and more when this joint Uh, collaboration of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPN continues right after this. We'll start over after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Is there such a thing as a traveler, not a Delta? Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every single day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. The crown may be coming off of the king's head in New England. Bill Belichick has been there since the year 2000. He's in the midst of his worst season since then. They finished last in the division back in 2000, his first year. They haven't been last in the division since then. Right now, they are looking like the worst team in football. Outscored 72-3 to the last two weeks. They're going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. They had that epic game last year with the what the hell is happening and the the lateral and Chandler Jones running over Mac Jones to end the game. It was just craziness. A lot of attention on this one. Patriots reeling. Raiders buoyed by their Monday night win over the Packers. Raiders favored by three over under 41.5. Chris, who do you like? Uh, I like the Raiders. I do. Uh, I, you know, I, I still, I guess there's a part of me that, you know, thinks that this, this Patriot team will rebound and fight a little bit. 
right? I think the big thing is their offense can't make mistakes. Their offense could be ordinary and not score a lot of points, sure, but they can't let the other team score points. That's the one thing we've seen in both of these blowouts. They've literally gone, hey, defense, you guys score for the other team. And that, I got to think, is going to be one of the number one things they talk about there this week. But you look at it overall and you just go, okay, one, the Raiders' defense is not bad. They've been a pain in the butt all year other than the Buffalo game. And their offense put them in some bad positions in that football game. And it's, it's of course, got one of the best pass rushers in football. And it's against an offense that's the New England Patriots. That's not good, period. And then I think you add on top of the other side of the ball where you go, yeah, there's no Matt Judon. We know the secondary is depleted. We know McDaniels knows their system a little bit and what they like to do on that side of the ball. I just see more answers for the Raiders to win the football game. I think Josh Jacobs looks looked better last week. He's getting there. He's getting in game shape. He's had to lose some weight. That's been one of the things going on there. You know, and then, of course, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, like you talk about, and we talked about it on PFT today. Jacoby Myers is a damn good football player. I'm going Raiders 20 to, 20 to 16. I had 2017 written down. The spread's three, so I'm going to make it 20 to 16. I got 21-17 Raiders. You know, I started into this thinking the Patriots will win because they have to win. But I thought that last week. Yeah, right. They got embarrassed 34 to nothing yeah. at home. The cupboard is bare. If they want me to cook the meal, they got to let me buy the groceries. Well, Bill Belichick's been buying some expired yogurt lately. The team just isn't good enough. Mac Jones isn't good enough. He's sticking with Mac Jones because he has no good alternative. This is a situation where no amount of scheming by Bill Belichick on the X's and O's front is going to make a difference. He doesn't have the pieces. The quote that a coach shared with me earlier this year that I think is entirely relevant here Chess match doesn't matter if it's queens and rooks against pawns. Now, the Raiders aren't quite queens and rooks, but the Patriots are pawns right now. The Patriots don't have the talent. And I wonder whether or not the Patriots have lost the will. Yeah, whether or not I they just you. realize right. we're worse than ordinary and we've, we've had enough of this guy. It's one thing to deal with Belichick when his methods are working. When his methods aren't working, you know, we talk about how the media will turn on him and others will turn on him. What about the players turning on him? If the team is bad and they're, and it's not working, you get sick of hearing it. And that could be happening as well. All right, 27 or 21, excuse me, 17 Raiders over Patriots. Cardinals at the Rams. 89% of the spread money is on the Rams, who are favored by seven with an over-under of 48.5. Chris? Who do you have? Well, this is one. The Cardinals, of course, have been respectable. We know that, right? They've done a great job, you know, with a with a below average NFL starting quarterback, right? You know, not a lot of household names on the defensive side of the ball. I give them respect. On the other side, though, I, I mean, I, I would put the, the McVay is having one of his best years coaching ever. He really is. I mean, what he's doing, I, I know it's not all about wins and losses here. You know, the, the fact that, hey, uh, it's 20 to 14, and Matthew Stafford missed a 2 2 Adwell wide open down the middle midway through the fourth quarter, where you're going, damn, he hits that. That's going to be a touchdown, and they're going to be beating the Eagles. I mean, they hung around there. It's because of the coaching, and they know what to do on both sides of the ball. The Cardinals' defense. Not a, not great pass rushers, okay? 
so they can't take advantage of the Rams' bad defensive line, and there's just too much zone-free access to these receivers. That's the one thing that really jumped out to me watching the Bengals-Cardinals film from last week. And that just bodes well for the Rams, where we know, oh, drop back, you're playing zones, McVay's going to find a million ways to get Cooper Cup to read the coverage and sit here and go there and against this coverage, and they're, they're not going to be stopped that way. So I'm going with the Rams, and of course I think the Rams' defense is just superbly coached, and the talent is probably a little better than I gave it credit for. I'm going to go Rams 27-17, Mike. So you have the Rams by 10 covering the spread. Look, the Cardinals have been better than we expected them to be, and Rams home game, I don't know what a Rams home game even is. The Cardinals <laughs> yeah. fans show up. It's not a very long trip, and uh, you know the Cardinals have some pretty passionate and loyal fans. I, I think the Rams get a win in a game where if they want to have a shot at the seventh seed this year, and that's probably their best hope in the NFC, they need this when they need to beat the Cardinals. They can't stumble, although I think it will be close, and it might be garbage time touchdown close. It might be, you know, they're up 28-17, and the Cardinals get a score late where it really doesn't matter. Making it 28-24 looks better in the newspaper, yeah, if there even is a newspaper you. out there. So I'll go 28-24, but I think the Rams win and, uh, and, and uh, you know, get another victory under their belt as they end up being better than we thought they were going to be this year. Eagles at the Jets. The Jets at 2-3. and three. With that one last game before their bye week, the pivot between 2-4 and four and 3-3. Three and three. The Eagles are 5-0, and oh, but have they been impressive in any of their victories? They could have lost every game they've played this year. They're, they're different from the 49ers who are kicking the crap out of everyone. So, Eagles for everybody by seven, over under a 41. Do you think the Jets can cover? And dare I ask, do you think the Jets can win? Well, let me go to you here on this one first because you, you were flirting with some language this morning that in this gangrene versus gangrene matchup that I felt like you were like percolating, maybe taking the jets or making it real close. So I kind of want to see where you got some pasta meatballs working here with a little Parmesan on it. What do we got going here? I I feel like I have gangrene in my stomach still after the (laughs) kidney stone and my lingering ulcerative colitis. I'm not quite sure what it is. Maybe it is an infection that's gone rogue. I'm doing it, baby. Oh, baby. Hey, life isn't worth Woo! living unless you can have some fun once in a while. And I apologize in advance to all the great Eagles fans out there. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Your team's not going to go 17-0. and And there's a danger they may be peeking past the Jets toward the Miami Dolphins. Big showdown next Sunday night between Philly and Miami. Ooh, baby. You might lose track of the business at hand. You might think this is one we just show up and win. And the Jets understand the stakes here, and they have been getting better. They beat the Broncos. They almost beat the Chiefs. This is a great way to go into the bye better than they ever expected to be. 3-3 three and three was the best-case scenario if Aaron Rodgers doesn't blow out his Achilles tendon four plays into the season. Jets 24, Eagles 23, I'm doing it. it's amazing I love it I don't know what to say I'm like one a little surprised two I'm almost like oh man Jets if you don't win or do this it's just gonna make Florio hate you guys if you don't and he's gonna crap all over you from this point on so I'm interested to see how this goes um I hear the Jets have been playing better there's no doubt about that 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 that's right there's two things that worry me though 
is, one, the Jets can't stop the run very well. I mean, not very well. It's, it's bad. It's below average. And you know my thoughts on this Eagles football team. They can run the ball pretty much on anybody. And if you want to slow it down, you got to go to such an extent to stop it that you're compromised in the pass game. And Jalen Hurts has shown to me this year that he has gone up another level as a passer, at least, in that it's not just throw a goal ball to A.J. Brown, throw a jump ball to Devontae Smith. Uh, I kind of said it to you last week. Uh, you know, there's more over the middle. There's more touch passes. There's more pure passing within the pocket that, I, that I'm liking to see there. And I worry about the Jets' O-line versus this Eagles' D-line. I do. I mean, the Eagles' D-line is phenomenal. I am going to play a little bit at the other side of this, that the Eagles are going to turn on the film a little bit and go, damn, there's some talent on this Jets football team, and it's going to get their attention. And I think you're going to see an Eagles team play one of their best games of the year here this week. I, I just think they're too much. And I think with the pressure, that's where I don't trust Zach Wilson when people are on him constantly, and that's when he gets a little careless with the football. I'm going 28-17 Eagles. Well, you know, I may regret it, but again, I got to have It'll make fun Sunday here, at 425 it fun. <laughs> it won't surprise me if the Jets pull it off. I'd feel better about it, frankly, if the game was in Philadelphia. So Zach Wilson wouldn't have to listen to the Jets fans who might be up in arms if things aren't going their way. But I think the Jets can do it. <laughs> I believe that they'll go into the bye week three and three. All right, Lions at the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay coming off of their bye week. Everybody loves the Lions. The Buccaneers have been overlooked, disrespected all year long, even though they are 3-1. and one. Lions favored by three. According to DraftKings, 83% of the spread money is currently on the Lions. People like the Lions laying three to the Bucs. Chris, do you like the Lions giving three to the Bucs? I do. I'm, I'm a total believer in the Lions, like total. Like to where I went from – maybe a few weeks ago going, yeah, they're a playoff team. To no, I'm, I've turned the corner and gone, they're a Super Bowl team. The Lions are a Super Bowl football team. Their offense is as good as anybody in football. It's right up there with the 49ers and the Dolphins. To me, those are the three best offenses in the game right now. Creativity, balance, can do whatever you want. The defense has, is the real deal. They're sized up front. They're better in the secondary. They can get after the quarterback, and they seem to make a play or two every game. I think they're too much for the Buccaneers in this one. I do. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Lions, and I respect what the Bucs are doing, and Baker Mayfield's been doing a real good job, but I'm going to take the Lions 30-20 to 20 to win this one on the road. All right, I'm doing it again, baby. Why stop with one? Let's make five extra exciting. I believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they didn't send me a creamsicle jersey. I got a throwback from the Eagles. I got a throwback from the Vikings. They haven't thrown me a bone in what Tampa. What the fuck Maybe am I? Chopped liver over here? I don't get shit from anybody. And you played and you played for the Buccaneers. Well, that would explain why they didn't give you one. <laughs> but they're gonna break out the creamsicles. They've had extra time to get ready. Baker Mayfield's got a king-size chip on his shoulder. And remember last year when we're like, gee, where's Baker going to go? I think the Lions should have been interested in him. I think the Lions, I think he probably thinks, you know what, I could do better for you in that offense than Jared Goff does. This is his chance. This is their opportunity to prove everybody wrong. Yes, the Lions have been great this year, but, but I think they may be walking into a buzzsaw in Tampa Bay on Sunday. I like the Bucks. I like the creamsicles. 
even if they don't send me one, I'm still believing in the Buccaneers. 27-24, upset special, two in a row. Damn, two Jets in a row. I think you got some rotten-ass tomatoes two in, in your pasta and meatballs this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for the 4 o'clock games. And if I'm not on Football Night in America on Sunday night, you'll know why. It will be because Chris has harass me to the point where I run over to him and let his giant fist bash into my face. Okay, primetime games when this joint collaboration of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM continues right after this. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, Mike, I got this one. Just sit back and watch how a pro does it, all right? Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code UNBUTTON when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Man, damn, I dominated you in your compared to your read today. My DraftKings read was way better. The crown is mine. Boom. Ha. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> Sunday night football. The Giants at the Bills. The Bills are favored by four. Oh, wait, that's 14. <laughs> Over under a 44 and a half. Daniel Jones may not be playing with a neck injury. Tyrod Taylor. Is that enough of an angle that we can hype? Tyrod Taylor goes back to Buffalo? Probably not. Oh, well. Dr. Needle like? is back in it. I know. This is, uh, yeah. there are some interesting storylines here. It is the Battle of New York a little bit. Daniel Jones' ability to play, of course, is a factor in this decision. Because Daniel Jones, the, the, where he doesn't, where people don't realize his value is how many sacks he gets off or gets out of. How many times he throws the ball where you're going, he's about to be obliterated, but he's tough and he hangs in there and makes a throw, right? But I don't see many avenues here into which the Giants can win this football game. Come on, let's be serious. I mean, I think like. Josh Allen would probably have to shit and piss down his leg at the same time for them to lose this game. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, does Dayball have a little bit, but a little bit of a clue on McDermott's defense and some of the things they do? Sure, 
There's no doubt about that. He might know a few things that the rest of us don't or other people in football don't. But I know I think it's such a big advantage that the Giants will now become an offensive juggernaut against the Bills. No, right? You know, the, the, where, the, the where I can see this game maybe just being a hair closer is, is where I always go to. Is the Giants' defense is a pain in the butt. They are. And uh, I think that Wink Martindale will be able to figure out ways to not let Josh Allen go totally off here. You know, I, I, the, the Bills are going to win the game. I'm going to say it's 28-17. to 17. It probably could be more than that. But I feel like it'll be a little bit like they'll get the lead and kind of take their foot off the gas pedal and just coast their way home. So I'm going to go Bills 28-17, Mike. See, I think when the Bills win this year, they're going to win with some degree of domination, mm. especially after what happened last week in London. They come back. I know. I got 40-21, to 21 and, you know, I mean – they're the better team, and yes. the defense will help the offense, and the offense will help the defense. And we know that that Giants offense hasn't done anything. Can they really expect something positive to happen with Tyrod Taylor? It's not Daniel Jones' fault that they've been this bad. The offensive line is horrible. The Bills' defense will take advantage of it. It's another embarrassment for the Giants in prime time. It's like 2022 never even happened frankly. And and even Brian Dayball going back to Buffalo, who was the offensive coordinator, isn't going to be enough to make a difference because he just doesn't have the pieces necessary for that team to be as competitive as it needs to be. Monday Night Football, Cowboys giving two to the Chargers. I'm sure it'll be Cowboys fans up the wazoo at SoFi Stadium. That's how it always tends to go for the teams that play their home games there. Highest over under the week, 50.5. Chris, who do you like in this one? A get-right opportunity for the Cowboys who got embarrassed on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could see this is a tough one to, as far as total points. I, there's a part of me that could see this becoming a little bit of a shootout. There's also a part of me that goes, oh, maybe it's a little tighter and low scoring too, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain. You know, first off, the Cowboys offense is underwhelming. Uh, I know you don't listen to my podcast, and I don't expect you to, but, you know, you know, I do my uh, breaking down of film and all that, and it, it's, it's kindergarten, the offense. You know, I, a lot of people on Dak Prescott this week about him not playing well. I'd go, I'd go, let's go sit down and watch some film and go, what do you think Dak Prescott could have done so much better that would have helped their team out? They didn't have three people open the whole night, and it's so basic on that side of the ball, it's scary. Now, the one thing I look at and go, when they can run the ball, then their play-action pass becomes a thing, and they become they look like a different offense, right? And they might be able to run the ball against the Chargers. The Chargers' defense, as we know, stinks, but their big problem has been pass defense, not necessarily their run defense. So that's where I go. It's, I'm a little torn on how that goes. The other side of the ball, we know Dallas's D is real. There's no doubt about it. But they do play a lot of man-to-man, -man and they can be aggressive. And we know they got Justin Herbert, and they're not afraid to throw the ball down the field with Kellen Moore in a little bit. And they can protect the passer about as good as anybody in the game. So that's where I'm a little bit like, I could see them protecting and making a lot of big plays. I could see Dallas going, wait, they protect pretty good, and they got Justin Herbert, and let's be conservative. Either way, I'm going to pick the Cowboys 23-20. I don't feel comfortable about it, though. I can see the Chargers winning this football game for sure, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys in a tight one. Hey, this is a classic example of the Cowboys having one loss become two. It really is. I still think the Cowboys get it together. The extra day helps. 
31-21 is the score I've picked for this one. I don't feel overly optimistic about it, but I think this is the kind of game where the defense swarms early. Micah Parsons gets going. They get up by a couple of scores, and they put their foot on the gas like we've seen them do. It may not if it, it, Look, if the Cowboys win, it might not be as close as 10. It could be 20. Who knows? But I think the Cowboys get it right on Monday night. We'll take a break when we return. Our best bets, or as the case may be, worst bets, and our Folsom Prison Blues pick for Week 6. Next on this joint collaboration of Chris Sims on Buttons and PFTV. All right, best bets time. Chris Sims on Button PFTPM. Chris, you're up first. Give me one. All right. Um, the first one, and, and, and man, it's, it's a crazy league. My thought has gone a little bit, and this is what I did last week. I'm going to bet with the teams that I know and that I'm confident in their consistency. And the first one I'm going to go with here is the Dolphins. I'm going with the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I know what they are. They're the greatest scoring thing I've ever seen in the Panthers. Guess what? They can't score. They're not very good at scoring points. Kind of important. So the Dolphins, I picked a 38-20. I know that spread was what, Mike? Uh, 13 and a half. I could see it being more. I'm going with the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins as well. It was one of my three. I wasn't going to go first, but let's do the slot machine thing. We've lined up so far. Dolphins, Dolphins. Who do you got for your second one? Well, that'll be it. That's going to be the end of that slot machine right there. So you could shove it right up to your back to Vegas, so F you mofo, okay? Because I'm going, fly Eagles, fly! You could take Zach Wilson and you could take the vaccination organization, but I'm going with the Eagles, okay? I don't like it. The Jets can't stop the run, and I don't trust Zach Wilson with a lot of pressure on him, which I think he's going to have this game. I picked the Eagles 28-17. I could see it being worse. I'm going with the Eagles. All right, fine. Let's do it. You want to get nuts? <laughs> yeah. Let's get nuts. Yeah. I'll take the Jets. Yeah. You're me seven? Yeah. I'll take your seven. Good. And I'll kick your ass. Good. I'll kick I your like ass right it. out of the house. All right. Let's see. You put your money where your mouth is here? Because the next one, I'm going to the raw, the Lions. The Lions will eat a Buccaneer every time they see him. And I'm going with them. I don't know what to think of the Bucks quite yet. They're better than I thought. I know that. They could seriously, also I could look at it and go, they could have one win, right? The Lions are legit on both sides. I got them winning 30 to 20. They cover that three-point spread easily. You got something for me? You want to dance? Come on, pick it. Yeah, chicka, chicka, chicka. You know what? Buckle, 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 buckle. Come on. I'm, buckle, buckle, I'm buckle, buckle, to, buckle, buckle, buckle. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back to the team that I was going to start with. I'd actually forgotten all about it because you threw me off. I'm taking the Seahawks getting three in Cincinnati. I'm okay. The Seahawks. All right. So, all right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Good. All right. I believe in the Bucks, but not buckle, that. Buckle, buckle, not buckle. to the point where I'm ready to go go crazy twice in a row. Okay. All right. Give me your, your Folsom Prison Blues. One straight up game that uh, if you were lying dead. Or dying in a gutter. If you're dead, it doesn't matter. If you're dying in the gutter, the one team, well, straight up. I'm, I'm sure we take, have the Dolphins yeah. this week. Dolphins, Dolphins. You're going Dolphins? All right. I'll, I'll go just for fun. I'll go the the the, uh, the Bills, okay? Because the Giants are about dead in a gutter. So I'll, I'll take that one there. <laughs> Tune in for Sunday Night Football, where the spread is four. <laughs> team. <laughs> probably 15 by the time the game starts maybe 16 thanks for joining us enjoy the game see ya see you next time the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.